Alright guys, I'm here today in Bali, Indonesia with a very special episode with my friend Al Cordillo. He's a 38 year, he's a 38-year media veteran with a very, very exciting history. No, 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 I'm only 38 years old. Oh, I'm sorry, it's 38 oh, years okay. old. Oh, I, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. This is radio, I can okay. say anything. You know? Make it official, I think we're... <laughs> say we're officially in Asia, we actually are doing some bintang, so we do we get go. more jovial through this podcast, that's, that's right. why. But wait, there's more. If you order now, we'll also receive at no additional cost the amazing Ginsu knives. L. <laughs> <laughs> now, he has consulted for some amazing companies like Panasonic, LG, Hitachi, Samsung. Let's just show the highlights. Works with Facebook, YouTube's, Google's, Adobe, and all heaps of crazy stuff. But and those that shall remain nameless. Those shall remain nameless. Yes. Due to NDAs. NDAs. The fun stuff. But. Let's start on the top. How does it all begin? Where did the journey start for you? Well, wow. Um, you know, well, 38 years. I mean, I've done everything from film, uh, got into digital very early on. Um, I do a lot of beta testing for both hardware and software. Uh, I've been doing VR for about eight years now. And I did a lot of very early work with that. Uh, I did a lot of beta testing for GoPro with some of the early VR cameras. Um, you know, I'm shooting with some amazing cameras right now. The, the Views XR, which is uh, made by an Israeli company called Humanize Technology. And this is a, you know, this is when I wish it was video because the camera is so cool because it does 360 video in 2D. And with the press of a button, the the lenses flip out and it does VR 180 in 3D. So it's a super cool camera that does really, really high resolution and looks fantastic. And, you know, it's so much fun. So much fun. That's insane. How did you get into that space? What ga- what gave the credentials to be able to work Well, you know, companies? being insane does help. Okay. Um, you know, you Medically certified crazy. or? <laughs> no, we need certification, you know. We only, I only drove the, drive the, doc, the doctors crazy. Um, you know, you just kind of, I don't know, I've just always been the kind of person that likes to be on the bleeding edge. You know, I, I believe that you're either leading the pack or you're falling somewhere far behind. So I always look for technology that's coming along. Um, I've been doing 3D stereoscopic for about 25 years. Uh, let's I started break out as a hobby. Let's kind of rest from that. Let's break this down. Where did you start in your career? Was it working for someone? Did you create your own videos? No, actually, um, after getting my degree in college, I uh, moved to uh, got a chance to work in Las Vegas. Your degree in electronics, electronics, electronic okay. design, okay. Um, and wound up going to work for these guys that needed uh, an engineer for their video walls. And video walls at the time were monitors that stacked up on top of each other that would make either one big picture or a bunch of small pictures. Um, And I stayed with that technology for a while and I was doing a lot of trade shows. And I'd been doing production for myself. Okay. Um, And then I started seeing the stuff they were putting up on my video walls and I said, I can do better than that. And I got my first break for Casio uh, and they let me do their presentation. Uh, for um, a consumer electronics show in Las Vegas. So this is because you met them via I network? I client for 25 years. So somewhere along the way, they definitely trusted me. They used okay. me for multiple shows every year. 
and so they gave me the first how did they become a client though professional production you met them at other trade shows and became friends with um, someone I started doing the video walls and then from there you started doing the videos for the video walls. right exactly okay. and it's at one point I, you know I did stuff for Nike I did stuff for Hewlett Packard I did stuff for Microsoft I did stuff for Apple I did stuff for how did they come across though so you said you did stuff for them it's all word of, you know for me it's it was always been word of mouth Plus, I was involved in the design and installation of the, at the time, it was the largest video wall in the world behind the front desk of the MGM brand. And I also took care of it for the first three years wow. uh, until MGM finally realized just how much they were paying me every year. And they decided they'd be better off hiring somebody in the house. house. Yeah. Uh, and the video wall went to shit after that. Um, but yeah. Anyway, but it was great because being in Las Vegas, uh, you know, the tremendous amount of trade shows that happened there. And then from there, I would, word of mouth, I'd wind up traveling all over the country uh, doing trade shows and special events. I did the Academy Awards in 2000 and 2001. Uh, I've who done the Grammys. In order to get those kind of gigs, who are you working with? Like My company. No, you're working with your company, but my in terms company. of people, your contacts at each of those companies, were they managers of some sort? or were Well, you know, the guys who put together these trade show events work for the big companies. Mm -hmm. And what happens is they stay there, you get involved with one of them, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get passed over to their friend, they leave and go to another company, they bring you over, you start building your network, and it becomes very organic. Uh, it's not like you have to, I never did any advertising. I didn't yeah, have to. I think, even though you didn't do advertising, you were building the network. Well, you know, when you have a, when you have a, a, a video wall up, yeah. and for instance, I did, um, uh, remember when the, the first uh, Men in, uh, Men in Men Black, Black yeah. came out? I did that uh, double-sided video wall for them for the for the NAPTI show, which was the North American uh, Television Production Executives or something like that, and uh, it, it was a it was a big deal. And from there, you get invited to do other things. And then um, I did worked on the Millennium Celebration for President and Mrs. Clinton in Washington cool. D.C. Um, like I said, I did the Academy Awards, the Emmy, the I did the Emmys, the Oscars, the Grammys. Univision Awards. I did so many award shows, it wasn't even funny. Okay. Um, and then I started doing things like uh, golf tournaments. That's so cool. at Pebble Beach in 2000, when Tiger Woods wiped Ernie L's butt by like unbelievable amount of strokes, uh, my LED wall that I had out on the green was uh, called Tiger Vision. <laughs> and I handled all of the, uh, the publicity booths. So I basically worked with Tiger when he came in hmm. to do the interviews and the press rooms. That's cool. So, you know, you just start expanding and doing other things. And then 9-11 um, brought about a complete change in my life and realignment. And um, I decided it was time to do so something else. So you involved in corporate before, until then? Yeah, yeah. A lot of corporate stuff and a lot of things in that, in that, in that area. Um, and I had a friend who was working at Panasonic, uh, or, or I'm sorry, Pioneer Electronics. Mm -hmm. And he hated being in, um, in the U.S. around Christmas time. He felt it was too commercial. And so he was uh, organizing a trip to Thailand. And I said, Josh, take me with you. Yes, his name was Josh, too. Of course. Um, They're good people, these Joshes. Yes, they are. And uh, so he brought me to Thailand. And I fell in love with the place. And within a year, I moved there. And I haven't looked back. I've got uh, you know, a beautiful Thai wife and three fantastic kids, 13, 14, and 15, and just loving life. And now I've got into, like I said, got into VR, and uh, I'm working with a 
Korean-based company called 360 Today, plus I'm still doing my own freelance work as Step well. back, because I think that's a really important moment that you just mentioned, that things, big events happen in our lives that cause us to, to re reassess. Yes, yes. What were the major things that shifted for you and you had to change? Well, um, I was doing a lot, you know, the LED walls. Uh, I had gotten into LED walls after video walls and went to China and bought a bunch of equipment Signed a you know a, a loan agreement for more than my father made in his whole life, mm -hmm. um, and 9/11 uh, saw that come crashing down along with the twin towers, and lost everything, and so it was completely rebuilding my life. And Thailand seemed like a good as place as any, and I came to Thailand and started actually the first thing I started doing is I brought my HD cameras, and this was basically at the point where in Thailand they were still doing SD resolution. And so I was the big honcho with these, you know, these, you know, yeah, HD cameras. Uh, and I started doing uh, travel videos and resorts. Wow. And did very well with that. And then as things moved forward, I saw, you know, they started talking about Avatar and 3D. Mm -hmm. And I had been doing 3D before already for just as a hobby. And I thought, wow, this is fantastic. I can see how this is going to be amazing. And I wound up doing 24 half-hour TV shows in 3D that were seen in, uh, that were sold to 65 countries around the world. Can you talk to us about numbers on that? What's that kind of worth as a business? Um, it's a very good business, let's say. Okay. <laughs> it, you know, basically, uh, one of the earlier jobs that I did was I went down to Phuket mm. and I shot underwater 3D. Wow. Um, with uh, a, a specialized housing that was created especially for the Panasonic 3D A1 camera, which I consulted with Panasonic on that camera, uh, and Gates Housing, which is famous, world famous for their underwater housings, they created a custom 85-pound uh, behemoth of, a, of, a, of an underwater uh, housing for that camera, and we shot in the Andaman Sea, and it was just absolutely amazing, and that footage one of the places, uh, the, the key to this is, is selling your, not selling your footage exclusively, doing it non-exclusive so that you can sell it more than once. And I was very, very fortunate to have Pen, uh, Samsung reached out to my distributor and they saw the underwater footage from that and they said, we want as much as you've got. And I made a killing selling that to, to Samsung. For their for their three D library, that's insane. It was it was, and that helped me finance everything else that I wanted to do for a few years. That's um, absolutely insane. You know, and we and then we came back from Phuket shooting that, and and it's funny thing is is we didn't just shoot the underwater. We shot all over the island. We shot a um, uh, a bungee cord uh, and and zip line course up in the mountains, which was fantastic and. The, the so you said you had, was just part of it. You had a distributor working your... I had a distributor in Australia who was Austrian. Interesting, you have to be careful how you say that. Austrian, uh, Austrian in Australia. Um, and he basically got did a great job of getting sales for me. Um, and for like, someone who's in that industry, how would they go about getting distributors? Cause you know, and that's it's changed a lot. He's no longer... He's even moved into a different way of doing things now. It's very hard to get the sales as much as than what it was like before. Yeah. Um, and you know, you just gotta. You know, we're such an online-based situation right now. And I've kind of branched in now into VR. Although I have done 
some 4K documentaries. I did a, a, a 4K documentary that my What's wife and I shot that? together uh, on Angkor and sold to Discovery. Let's move on to that. How does, you said you work at a company called 360 Today, but I think you, you mentioned you also partner, or I'm not entirely sure how that situation works. Well, I'm working for them as their director, global director of marketing and production. Okay. But I'm also doing my own freelance stuff under alcanulo.com. Okay. And um, so I, I work for whoever pays me and you know, try and make some money as I go along. And VR, I love what I'm doing with it. And, you know, I'm here now in Bali. I came in originally to shoot some stuff for a VR application that 360 Day is doing called Rover, uh, where it, like Kangaroo, Roo, VR. <laughs> okay. Strange name, but it's a very cool app. And uh, the Arma Museum and uh, Ramyari, um, mm-hmm. uh, Yari Victoria, friend, yeah. uh, they're all they're both going to be in it, and Stephen Bennett is going to be in it. Also amazing. And uh, so it's very very cool. But then also I'm here shooting for Arma, shooting some stuff here at Arma, and I'm going to be looking into starting. I'm going to be working with uh, with Ram and Toya, mm-hmm. and we're going to organize to do some more uh, resort videos here. Amazing. And, do 360 and VR 180 and even okay. drone stuff with 360. Let's talk about applications of video and where you think the industry is going as a whole. You know, the industry is very much in flux. And I mean, certainly 4K and HDR, uh, you know, if you're going to shoot anything uh, for TV, you better be shooting in HDR, in 4K HDR. Uh, they don't they don't want just regular 4K anymore. So you, you if you're not... You know, ahead of the game enough to do HDR, you're not hard time selling anything. Um, and HDR high dynamic range. Okay. Okay. Um, so there's multiple facets in the industry right now, and it's in a state of flux uh, because VR, it's not easy to sell. Uh, you know, it depends on are you doing it for corporate. Um, I've been very lucky that I've had some pretty large corporate clients that you know have using it to go ahead and do, uh, let's just say, philanthropic endeavors. Extending <laughs> namesake. Yeah, can we get, can't name, but, uh, you know, we can say that. And, you know, he used to own a really big software company. I am. Uh, we'll leave that alone. Uh, but, you know, it's, gr- it's great stuff, and it's fantastic. And some of the best stuff I've done, I can't even talk about on this podcast. But that's the fun of it, in a way. It's all good. Yeah. Always the case. So it's, there's a lot of different ways to go, and now we have AR coming along, which is another whole thing. And you know, the combination of mixed reality with both AR and VR in applications, um, you know, in some ways it's getting harder and harder, and in other ways the technology is more Very accessible than it's ever been before. Is the skill set becoming to need more specialized, or is it becoming easier to ex- easier to access? Both. Both. That's interesting the way you put it. Yes, um, because for the average consumer and for the vloggers out there and the YouTube creators, and, and, and I've done, I've done tutorials for YouTube creators for VR 180 to try and get them to go from regular 2D video into VR 180, which VR 180 was created by YouTube. Um, uh, Facebook had Oculus and had 360, and they're both playing nice together, which is really unusual, um, but. Also, YouTube wanted something that was their own. Yeah, their own baby. And they looked at, you know, they basically did a, a lot of uh, investigating research into eye tracking, 
using heat maps to see where people are looking, and they found that most people look pretty much where the camera's pointed. You know, if it's, if it's dynamic landscapes, then yeah, they're gonna look around a little bit, but still they come back to that center point. Uh, and so they said, hey, let's do VR 180, because in VR 180, you can look at it on your, on your smartphone, you can look at it on your PC, and it's only gonna be 2D, but slip on that magic VR headset, and all of a sudden, you've got the premium experience. You've got 3D. You feel like you can reach out and touch it. It creates a sense of immersion that's beyond anything else that's available right now. So it's really, really a very, very strong tool. I mean, you're seeing now Venice Film Festival, Cannes, um, all of the major film festivals all have VR as part of it. So this, we're in that transitionary period, and what's going to happen? It's anybody's guess sometimes. You know, there's okay. a lot of strange things that happen. It's all very speculative right now. It is. It is. I mean, VR is called the empathy machine, because once you put on that headset, you're into this space that nobody else can be in, but yet you can have somebody sitting right next to you that's got another headset, and they're watching the same thing at the same time. So there's, you know, there's both an individual experience and a group experience that can be had with VR. If you're advising a young owl that it's growing up in this time, what would you be telling him to do right now? Become a lawyer and get a lot more money. No. Um, you know, I've, I've always kind of followed more my passion, and I've been very lucky that my passion has been something that has somehow translated into making a living. And not everybody is that lucky. Uh, so I consider myself very blessed and very fortunate. And, you know, I, I try and give back as much as I can. I do a lot of workshops. I've done 20 workshops this year alone since April. Same. Um, starting out with doing the National Association of Broadcasters show. We did uh, five workshops there teaching people how to do uh, 360 and VR 180 using the Views XR camera. Um, I was in CES uh, Asia in Shanghai. Uh, doing it there. Um, I've done the AR, VR AR Expo in Seoul, Korea. Uh, I've done the uh, Everpa show in Tokyo. I've done uh, Vietnam. I've done stuff for UNICEF. I've do, done so many, so many. In fact, I did the most recent one. I just came back from doing, they flew me all the way over from Bangkok to do two shows for Dell at the Dell Iver Dell I V R <laughs> little play on words. They love to do that, and you know it's great. There I was in L.A. at at, uh, at Universal City doing doing you know two workshops. How do you build your business these days? How, how do I? How do you build business? You know, that's again. You know, I've been very lucky, and I, I can't say that there's a formula for it because if, if if I was to try and go by a formula, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Um, I would stay with the safe, you know, as a filmmaker, I know that I can do documentary work. I've been doing travel and documentary work uh, most of my career, uh, and it's what I love doing, and I'm good at telling stories. Uh, but here I am branched off into VR, and that's a little bit more of a challenge, definitely. Um, okay. And you're taking a bit more of a gamble. But I find that when you really follow your passion, your, the quality of the work speaks for itself. And that's what people recognize. You know, one of the things that people say about me when I, when I, especially when I'm talking and doing speeches and doing seminars, 
is, you know, people can see my passion. You know, they can feel it in, in how I'm talking about things. And that's what I love doing. You know, I, I love, I, I do so many emails and pri uh, private messages, uh, you know, online with people asking me questions. You know, I, I'm trying to do this. How do you do that? That was amazing that you did that. What did you do? And I'm always willing to share because I think that's important. You know, the only way that you're going to grow the industry as a whole is if you can help grow the people that are trying to do the amazing stuff. And always keep reaching. Try to do something different. You know, think outside the, block, the box. Live on that bleeding edge. Sometimes you get bloody, but sometimes you, you find gold in the middle of all that. Yeah, on that note, uh, we've gotten more than enough for make this amazing interview. What kind of final words would you leave to people if they're starting this journey into film and TV and the whole creative space? What would you tell them? Wow. Um, be committed. Because if you're not committed, again, that's all about the passion. It's all about finding, finding your space of what you're good at doing um, and, and, and driving for it and keep going and keep trying to improve yourself. Keep trying to reinvent yourself. Um, you might start going in one direction and all of a sudden an opportunity might present itself that takes you in a 360. That's a pun I like there. That. I like that. Uh, and I see what you, you did there. you find yourself in a whole different dimension. <laughs> okay. For the creatives, what books would you recommend reading? Oh, wow. Books, resources, <laughs> knowledge. That's very funny. Um, I been in two 3D books that were written, 3D stereoscopic books that were written by um, a good friend of mine, Bernard Mendibaru, who is a French uh, 3D stereoscopic master. Uh, but you know what? I don't know that, I, I, there's not that many books out there. Uh, Celine Trickhart did a very, very good book on, on 3D, uh, on, uh, not on, just on 3D, but on 360. And she is an award-winning, she's fantastic, um, one of the bright stars in the 360 universe. Um, so look, reach out for her book. Um, but other than that, there's not a lot of people, I, you know, I, people have asked me why haven't I done a book, and because I never sit still that long. It's time to get your thoughts recorded and make it happen. Yeah. Final question. What are you most excited about right now, and where can people connect with you? This beer. I am super excited about this beer. It's really good. And, no, um, It is a damn good beer, though. I'm super excited about every project that I'm doing. And right now, uh, I cannot believe the universe that I've been involved in this week with the Arma Museum and the resort and everything that I'm seeing here in Bali. Um, I keep saying this, and maybe this is what's gonna have to be the, like the overall theme for everything that I shoot here. There's a magic about Bali. It's the magic of Bali. And I've seen it in the places I've been, even in some of the restaurants that I've gone to. Um, and I'll throw a, a shameless plug, seasoned restaurant in, in Ubud. The magic of the food there is just tremendous. And I, I think... I've had this conversation like three times today, it just... Bali seems to have a weird it way does. of just creating things very fast. There's, there's something in the air that's different than anywhere else. And I think that's, you know, that, that excites me. 
that excites me and being able to do something new, something different, reaching out for that next plateau, find another way to do things, um, that's what excites me. And where can we be found? Where you can be found? Where can I be? I'm all over the place. My God. Um, Facebook, Al Cadulo, C-A-U-D-U-L-L-O. Um, my website, alcadulo.com, uh, 360brvoice.com. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, you name it, I'm there. And what are you looking for right now? If someone could reach out that it could help you in any way? You know, you never know where that's going to come from. And sometimes people who are just getting started, they're so fresh and they have such new ideas. Sometimes they say things to you and you go, okay, that's not going to work. And then other times you, they say something to you and you go, wow, that's, I never thought about doing it that way. And maybe what they're thinking won't work, but maybe there's a way that you can create from that. So keep yourself open to everything that comes to you. Because you never know when you're going to find something truly spectacular to build on. All right, guys, you heard it here first. Go to alcadillo.com and check him out. Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode.